0: Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Good Company with Leah and Stephanie. They are successful entrepreneurs and moms and absolutely love learning through the experiences and successes of other women out there. And We hope you do as well because that's what this podcast is all about. My name is Steve, your humble producer and affectionately labeled as the show's token male. (laughs) Uh, Let us say hello to our great hosts right now. Leah, how are you? Doing well, Steve. You know, we call you that affectionately, right? A hundred percent. I love it. I do love it. Stephanie, how are you?
1: Good, really good. Excited for today's
0: chat. As am I. Yeah, and we had another smooth uh, technical entry into the program, so that was that was solid. I like that. That was good. <laughs> Inside already. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's jump uh, into the discussion. And our special guest today is Libby Berenson. Libby is the founder and the CEO of Genies a social gifting platform that provides a new way to give to families in need. So let's, uh, let's say hello. How are things, Libby?
2: Hi, everyone. Super excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, and thank you for just hosting um, a- amazing people uh, in a podcast and, and uh, getting a lot of inspiration from it. So well done for you.
0: Stephanie, Leah, which one of you came across the genie's name?
1: Um, Well, it was kind of a group effort at NIRAD, actually. I think Um, we stumbled upon your LinkedIn profile, Libby, and we started to look at your background, right? And we really found it fascinating, uh, which is the whole idea here of of bringing together women who have had a really interesting path. Um, And that path leads today to being the founder um, of Genies, but it starts... As far as we can see, um, as a um, uh, in in the Israeli military, right? As a as a as a young woman, and right. so and and then you move on to a, a corporate career before becoming an entrepreneur. And I think what Leah and I were really fascinated with is this, you know, and and in the midst of all of that, you move uh, two separate times to new countries, new cultures. Uh, new ways of, of living and how interesting is that so we would love to kind of start at the beginning to be honest of your journey um why how did you end up uh, in the israeli military and what did you okay. do there
2: thank you so much for uh, kind of uh, sharing the story in, in one sentence i appreciate that <laughs> um uh, it's it's interesting because um in the israeli military uh women has to It's mandatory for women to be part of that uh, for two years as as soldiers. And um, really quickly, I I just started as a system administrator, so an IT person um, in a detention center in the middle of the the desert, actually, which is a separate uh, story of itself. Um, But then uh, I really quickly realized that um, there's some leadership aspects that I'm really want to grow and uh, and learn for myself as I identified them as part of my passion and strength. Um, and that was an opportunity to be exposed to the officer's forces and and that journey. So um, I, I, really quickly, I realized that I just need to join that. Um, and so I stayed with the military for four years as an officer. That gave me a lot of interesting experiences, just a leader and being able to learn what that means to be a true leader. And it's all about setting others up for success um, and taking care of people, um, which is just a passion of mine um, as I move forward to all these other careers. Uh, so that was a really important stepping stone into realizing what is important um, in life and what, what do you need to value uh, and becoming an adult really quickly at 18, um, being in charge of people, per, personal life and professional life at the same time.
3: Wow. And then you jumped in really to the deep end from a corporate perspective, right? You went from the military right into jobs with Amazon coho. I mean, you don't get more corporate than that really. Right. And so how did, how did that come to pass? And was that always the intent?
2: Yeah. So I will start a little bit, I guess, um, a little bit just to give some context around, um, how I ended up there. Um, so I moved to Israel from Russia when I was a small kid, uh, lived in Israel for 25 years. And after military, I, I, I could continue with military, and uh, continue my studies and, and continue uh, kind of building my career there. Uh, but I decided that I just want to learn something different and I want to challenge myself a little bit more. Um, and so right after military, I started my, um, my bachelor's degree and, um, kind of working full-time, studying full-time as always. I was I was working since I was 12, uh, which uh, which is funny. Um, and kind of after that, I joined um, a company called Advantic Technologies back in Israel, uh, implementing two SAP projects, really, really big, important SAP projects, which uh, the reason that I'm mentioning it is it's an important part of understanding business. Um, if you heard about SAP or you learned about what that means to be implementing an ERP system, um, an enterprise so- solution or um, uh, resource planning. It gives you an opportunity to ex- be exposed to every single part of what business is and how people work with each other and how different departments impact each other and collaborate together in order to impact the big vision and mission uh, of the company. So that was an important like two projects that I was involved in as, as a uh, project management officer. And, um, After that, we actually moved to Canada with a small kid, 6 months old kid, um, and a dog. Uh, We have two rescue dogs. Um, I love dogs sometimes more than I love people. Um, And uh, so we moved the family here to Canada, and that's where I joined Amazon um, as a learning manager. And uh, that was a really important uh, piece as well, because I was exposed to that huge corporate Side of, of how a company is ran. Um, and gave me a lot of context and understanding of Canada overall and the experience of new culture, new language, um, new relationship with people. And, and I think one of the interesting learnings is I loved how people are sitting together and, and really sharing their perspective and different accents. And um, that was an important part of me understanding that I'm, I'm home. Um, and I'm where I need to be, and people uh, can understand each other, even if it's a little bit challenging, it's a little bit hard, and it's different. Um, so Amazon was really a, a stepping stone uh, later on, and then um, lastly, just before Genies, I joined a company called Coho, which you might have heard as a unicorn fintech company in uh, in Canada, which I'm super proud of. Uh, I joined as person number thirteen and um, right hand of the CEO Dan. Uh, I became the director of operations there and I've moved the whole company from Vancouver to Toronto. Um, there we grew to over 80 people and then I came back to Vancouver and now they're over 250 people, which I'm super, super proud of. And they're doing amazing, amazing work and um, kind of bootstrapping that company um, from zero to a unicorn. Um, I'm just super um, grateful to be part of that journey.
1: What a fantastic experience to be a part of for sure. So you, that the immigration piece, like you coming from, I guess you started as a child. So it was your parents who moved you to Israel originally. Yeah. And then that leap of faith to, had you ever been to Canada before you moved here?
2: I been here for a month, just visiting a friend, uh, just seeing sights, uh, just as a visitor, really loved it, really loved it, but didn't understand the culture at all in a
1: month,
2: but right. uh, so I, I didn't really know what I'm going into
1: what gave you what gave you the confidence to make that i that, i find that fascinating right i've never i've lived in this country my whole life my whole childhood i lived in the same small town mm-hmm. um, and i've moved to different urban centers you know in my adult life and have been here for over 20 years right so i feel like i have very deep roots i can't even imagine the bureaucracy the um the you know the the angst um and nerves that it would take to make that leap, to do, to travel across the world with your family? What do you think gave you the confidence to do that?
2: Yeah, a great question. And it's um, I would even add a sense of like the challenge of being a new mom to a newborn. That added a layer of difficulty and challenge. Um, so the first immigration that my parents decided to do was kind of inevitable. Um, it's It was an, a needed move for the family to stay safe. Um, to take care of our future as kids. Um, and so I'm, I'm grateful for my parents for making that jump, which was much harder than the immigration that we made here, um, 100%, uh, because they did not have even the slightest understanding of the, the language. Um, their professions was, were completely different. Um, they were both doctors in Russia and they, they were not doctors in Israel. And that is a story that a lot of people that came from the same uh, culture culture and experience as I understand really well, um, that 90s move from Russia to Israel or from European country to Israel uh, was really difficult for a lot of uh, parents. Um, And so their journey is a completely different journey that I I just appreciate so much. We at least knew the language, we learned English in, in school, uh, we didn't practice it. So of course it was really hard for me and really in the beginning, it uh, took me a lot of time to really understand even small talks were, <laughs> were hard, uh, in the beginning, couldn't do small talks, couldn't talk about coffee and sports, could not do that at all. Um, getting a little bit better there, but, but the whole move, um, was much more with a lot of resources, m- many more resources than our parents had, um, and that decision took a while. So we worked on our PR for a few years. Um, but I guess that the turning point for us was when I was running to with my kid, with, with a newborn, to the shelter. So every apartment in Israel has a shelter, or if it's an old apartment, um, you actually need to run to the staircases, the stairwells. Um and we did that so many times, unfortunately. So when I was running with my newborn, which I was Breastfeeding to the shelter. Another time, I was just like, "I'm done. That's enough." Uh, unfortunately, we have to make the move, and we have to make that decision. Um, and uh, Canada was just um, an amazing place that we knew already from friends and, and relatives. Um, that is uh, giving an opportunity for everyone to feel at home, um, respected. Um and included. Um, and Israel is is an amazing country. I really recommend going and visiting. Um, it's a country with not a lot of resources, super, super small, um, that can do so much um, and is succeeding in so many things, but always need to defend themselves, uh, unfortunately. And um, that's the reality. That's how we how we felt. Um, And it's all mixed cultures at the same time, but everyone feels just the stress every day that um, you need to not only survive and have a professional life, but also um, allowing your kids to have a future without shelters, without um, thinking about their everyday life in a stressful way, right? Um, I love the fact that my kids are now, their, their biggest problem is like, oh, I, I need to go, like, there's rain outside, right? Or, oh, I cannot play soccer outside. Like, those are the problems that I want to deal with yeah. um, that I, I'm happy that our family is able to provide now. And I wish for um, a lot of places in the world to, to be the same and to focus on building instead of
1: fighting.
3: That's, I mean, Libby, that's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's hard to relate, quite honestly, you know, as Stephanie said, I'm much the same. I haven't had to do any of those things. Right. And we still think we struggle, you know, to your point, we're still worried about whether or not it's raining outside and it's, it's first world problems. Right. But it's, it's fascinating. I mean, it's, you know, Stephanie asked the question, where do you get the confidence? I think just hearing the story tells us where you get the confidence, right. When you're facing so many Challenges, personal challenges. I think yeah. it probably comes easily. Professional confidence, right? I mean, yeah. and so I think if we continue along the journey, now you're in, you're in Canada. You've entered into the corporate world. You have experience now with companies like Amazon, with a financial company like Coho. How do you make the leap then from that corporate world into entrepreneurship and genies? I, I mean, I think our listeners. It, we were fascinated by it, just getting a better understanding of kind of how it came to be and what it's all about.
2: Yeah. Um, thanks for that question. Um, so uh, two things here. One is the confidence piece. I just want to touch on the fact that when you come, especially as an immigrant, um, it's so, so, so hard. Like, you like lucky you, you, you lose your confidence so super quickly um, because uh, in Israel, especially because I had uh, officers experience and um I start, started working at a young age, so I, I could find or replace or ch- change jobs really quickly. In about two weeks, I could find the next opportunity for myself. Um, when you come to Canada, there's so, much, so many barriers. One of the biggest barriers that a lot of immigrants would relate to is not having the Canadian experience. That's like the biggest one, the first thing that would, I, everyone would tell you is not having Canadian experience is actually a barrier to finding Canadian experience. Uh, so it's kind of a loop that is really hard to get, um, get out of. Um, so that, that took time. Um, it took six months. So when I'm saying six months or in my place where back then, for me, six months were, were so much, where I realized that a lot of immigrants, six months is very fast for them. And it's actually... Uh, takes a year, two years sometimes to find their first job, which is very, very challenging and very um, stressful, especially for a family. Um, and so that confidence is so hard to retain um, and, and being able to be um, kind of reminding yourself that you do have these skills and they're transferable and you just need to get better at maybe language or communication or um, just think about different new opportunities for yourself that you n- never had a chance to look into. So there are ways to get out of that. It's just um, a reminder that that confidence is not always there and it's okay. Uh, there's people around that can help you gain that. Um, so that's one thing. Um, the transition between corporate like Amazon to Coho, which was a startup, um, I've actually, it's, it's funny because I was reflecting at what entrepreneurship meant to me. And I never thought about like having a business myself. Um, I always saw myself as like the right hand on a person in the background that kind of helps somebody else be being successful and lifting their company up, uh, which is still in my core. And I love doing that. Uh, But I was reflecting back and I noticed that um, I, I remember thinking as a young person about ideas of how to innovate something. I remember at 13, I was, I wanted to open like a gift card, um, like writing or, or drawing gift cards for people for birthdays and stuff like that. And, and selling that, uh, I I couldn't remember just like having these ideas there. So apparently it was there always. Um, and, um, during our first year, we actually started a small company ourselves. um, uh, and what I'm saying, uh, us is myself and my husband. Sergey is my husband and my partner for 20 years, actually. And he's a technology guru in many, many, many ways. Um, so having him uh, and his support is definitely a huge benefit that I have um, that a lot of people don't um, when they don't have that partner that they can rely on. And so we actually started a, a, a small video dating app. Okay, So that was our first attempt. We closed it after eight months. It was really funny because we started doing a lot of kind of market research. And back then, 2014, uh, people were not ready for video dating. Um, Now we see new video dating apps and we're like, oh, that's funny.
1: Uh, (laughs) You're ahead of the times.
2: It works now. It works now. Uh, It didn't work back then. Um, But that's kind of our our touch into startup world. And then Coho was really the big, deep and... and, um, Um, opportunity to face the reality uh, and and try to swim as as you go. Um, That was such an important, amazing, amazing, amazing opportunity with Coho uh, because uh, I was in charge of all operations. So operations meant talent development, um, all the HR uh, and people operations, project management, financials, uh, and even partnership with all the banks, data processors. all the, um, uh, so data process, card manufacturers, like all these pieces. So basically four portfolios under operations. And when I left, it was <laughs> split into three directors, uh, which was interesting, but it, it was an opportunity to utilize something that I loved finding out about myself is the fact that I'm a generalist. Um, and, um, as a coach, I was able to kind of help people Think about two ways about themselves and their strengths. Uh, one is being an expert and one is being a coach, uh, a generalist. Um, and as a generalist, you're able to dive deep into some of the um, aspects that you need to work with. And you might not be an expert in each of them, but you can connect the dots. So think product, product managers, project coordinators, project managers, like they are able to connect the dots uh, together. Um, Unlike an expert that dives deep into a specific profession mm-hmm. and expertise, and you need both in a business. And so Coho gave me that opportunity to realize that I'm I'm a, a huge generalist, um, able to kind of touch on a lot of things um, and really try my best to be the best at all of them. Um, and the transition from there was really natural for me to just start my own thing. I, I there's so many things that I don't know and I learn every day, but um, I really wanted to combine that need for impact and being impactful um, and that entrepreneurship spirit that um, is leading something, a, a good movement forward um, in taking the best team with me. So that was kind of the, the journey there.
1: Can you tell us more about Genie's? Because I think it it's kind of the culmination of your story, right? Of your path. Yeah. And I think, you know, for our listeners to understand what this platform does and the intent of, of the business, because I think it's very topical today and also important to Canadians, right? For all the reasons you've just mentioned. Can you tell us a bit about it?
2: Yeah, 100%. And you nailed it. It's actually a combination of kind of all the stepping stone that I had to go through. Um, as a young adult, to get here and say, this is what I want to do. And this is why I'm happy to get up in the morning and do this. Um, So Genies is a social gifting platform where you can actually grant wishes for families in need. And so how that works is we are a platform technology platform that works with nonprofit organizations and charities. These nonprofits Choose families in need. So, if a nonprofit works with 800 families, they will choose the 30 to 50 to 100 families to get on Genie's and create their personal and anonymous wish lists. So, these wish lists can be anything from um, secondhand donations, uh, boots size seven, um, any necessities, electronic gift for groceries, um, and many, many other things, um, as well as services. For example, in BC, we have dental services available as well. Um, And so Everyone in the public, um, like everyone in the room right now, can go into the app, see these wish lists, choose them by cause, by organization, by location, um, and make wishes come true anonymously for these families. And these items are actually delivered to the families um, by our fulfillment partners. Some of them are local and um, women-owned or minority-owned uh, businesses at the same time, ecological companies. So. Um, super excited to kind of bring all this marketplace together between the need, the giving, and um, and our partners, our retail partners.
3: It's really something. I mean, it was really impactful for us just to get on the site and really understand. I mean, it's so simple. It's so easy to use. I mean, I mean, we're really familiar here with the. There's something called the Angel Program. You're probably familiar with it in school systems, right? Where it's exactly what you're talking about. You know, you're actually giving to a cause. You're mm-hmm. giving to a family, it's been identified, what it is they want or need. It feels so much more impactful when you're the giver, right? Where exactly. you really feel like your, you know, your investment, whatever that might be, is making a meaningful impact. And so I just when I got on it, I mean, I thought, this is brilliant. I mean, I will absolutely okay. give through that platform for for all of those reasons because I feel like I can make a connection with the recipient, right?
2: Exactly. And so yeah, yeah, thank you. And so we kicked that off in October 19, uh, before COVID hit. And of course, with COVID, it became a necessity for a lot of nonprofits, families, um, and even donors. So our focus um, is actually, and we call our mission, is pioneering the new age of giving. And so what happens is um, the average donor age at, in Canada is 55, and in U.S., 64 Um, And there's a lot of millennials and Gen Zs that just want to give differently. And um, based on a lot of research and being a millennial myself and um, transparency is at the core of what we're trying to to do, we want to give, we want to give in different ways, but um, probably the $20 cash donation does not make that much of a difference, or we don't think makes a lot of difference, which it might, um, but it's really hard to, to reflect that back um, and so millennials and, and Gen Zs want to give in a different way. They want to see the impact of their donation. They want to connect uh, now remotely to these families and to understand that they're actually supporting a family um, and getting them out of the cycle. And so um, that's what it's all about. It's an opportunity to connect people in a meaningful way. And yes, remotely and just making it so much more efficient now uh, and really disrupting this whole um logistical element of, of facilitating in-kind donations or goods and services.
1: Are, are the families all new uh, new to Canada, or are they just any family in need? Yeah,
2: it, so it really depends on how what organizations we work with. Um, there's so many different types of organizations. There are organizations that work with immigrants and refugees. There are organizations that work with uh, mental health disabilities or uh, disabilities, disabilities overall. Um, Uh, Youth, um, um, any kind of shelters, Um, we even have an organization that works with animals um, uh, and shelters uh, for animals, exciting for me as well. Um, So completely really depends on the organization and the donor is able to choose based on a cause that they really support or, or connect with.
3: So, we'll be taking this conversation in a completely different direction. Um, if you've listened to past episodes of Good Company, we like to dig into the personal side a little bit, right? Because, I mean, this is as much about Stephanie and I learning, to be honest. Um, you know, we're entrepreneurs. We love learning, as Steve alluded to at the at the outset, from other women, and just really understanding what works and what doesn't, and you know how they've overcome the barriers and the challenges that they've faced um, in, in, in finding their success. You talked a little bit earlier about working with your husband. So yeah. how is that? How, I mean, sometimes work is a reprieve from our husbands, right? Steve. I mean,
0: right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious, what's that like, you know, in terms of m- mixing work and home life, how, what is yeah. it like to work with your husband?
2: Um, so I don't want to be a cliche, but, um, it's actually the best, for for us. Um, so a funny story, uh, when we were still at Coho, uh, we went to a, a leadership retreat or sorry, a team retreat. And part of that uh, retreat was um, a little bit of um, a, a practice for the leadership team to just come together, understand a little bit about each other. And one of the questions there was, "What what is the best team you ever worked with? Um, and me being part of that leadership team, um, I was thinking so much because I loved all the teams that I worked with before, uh, even as a student and even like in all the, the kind of the funny experience that I had before the one, like really, really uh, team that I could think about the first one that came to mind is just working with my husband, Sergey. Um, and that, that was my answer. And uh, I think that's rare. So it's probably not like a tip that I would <laughs> suggest or it's nothing nothing that I can um, kind of recommend uh, because it's really, it's, it's it can really go both ways. Um, so I understand the question there. But for us, I, I think we really balance each other well uh, in work and in, in life. Uh, we know exactly who's good at what. Which goes into any team that you're, or or any Mm -hmm. partner that you have, either um, your life partner or um, your business partner. It's really hard, it's really important to find um, that balance or these strengths and weaknesses of each other and how you kind of come together as a puzzle and and help each other with um, kind of covering for the gaps. Um, And so that's what works really well for us. And uh, the, the conversations there are just like hilarious on a day to day. Uh, because we go from me being a CEO saying, okay, we need to do this, 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 and the roadmap is like so huge. And when is this going to be done to like a second later saying, Oh, we need to go with the kids to the park. And why are you not coming with us? So <laughs> <And> we, <laughs> well, and it's guys.
3: so it's so topical right now, really, because yeah. I mean, I, I poke at it and fun, but the reality is, a lot of us are adjusting to working yeah. at home and often beside our husbands or wives. I know that's the reality for me here in this home office, right? Yeah. I'm constantly she works behind kicking. us. Right. And so we're we're all learning how to do that. Right. Um, But that's, I mean, it's great that it's working so well. uh, Yeah. And you know
2: what, what helps is we're, we joke about it. We make it fun. Uh, We make an opportunity for like a lunch walk or something, an opportunity for a business meeting or deciding some important things for the business. And um, uh, that's why when people are asking me about work-life balance and I cannot say what work-life balance means because work is part of life and it gives you a lot of opportunity not only to pay your bills, but um, to build your skills and to put your passions in the right impact that you're trying to make and socially connecting with people and just grow as a person. So work is a lot more than just work um, for me and I hope the people around me. Um, So so I, I think that's a natural way that we kind of balance them um, and maybe touching on, kind of, probably it will be your next question or a question around that is kids and how do you how do you balance them at the same time with the business? Um, and so my answer is is for for that aspect is really quick and something that comes um, very important for me is just involving the kids in the business as an entrepreneur. I involve them so much; they help so much. They help us with giving flyers and preparing. Uh, swag items and, um, just sitting and designing presentations and they give their, um, give their opinions on colors of things that we put. Um, and so what I really try to do and my husband as well, is we're trying to make them understand why it's important, like why Mm -hmm. we do what we do and why we enjoy it as well. Um, and so that's why if we're not there or both of us are in business meetings, they understand that it's not because they did something wrong and we don't have time for them. It's because right. we're doing something important. And so I think that's how we are trying to balance all pieces together. So I hope it helps.
3: Yeah. And just to, I mean, I think you're a unique example of what it means to love what you do. Right. And I think when you find something that you love, it doesn't yeah. feel like, like work. right?
2: Exactly. Yeah. So you said it much, much quicker than I did.
0: <laughs> I have a question. But, when you left, uh, when you decided, cause it sounded like you had a pretty good situation at Coho yeah. when, when you decided to move on, did you already have the genie's idea or did you go and then have a million ideas and decide on genie's good question? Good question.
2: Um, genie's started uh, as a, a little bit of a different idea. Um, it's a funny story because we had our youngest child, Liam, um, and we had a small baby party at a house. And even with a small Group of people, we received the same gift four times. Um, We received like baby footprints. Really we have that here, always next to me. Um, And for for that, um, we kind of that sparked the idea of a meaningful giving. And we didn't want to create any kind of registry type because it feels awkward for me to just list things that I need and send it to you and say, "Hey, Steve, please buy these things for me." So we didn't want to create anything like that. We wanted to. Re- re- remain um, anonymous and, and the surprise, keep the surprise element there. Um, and so that's how the idea of just meaningful giving came to be. But as we had our journey in POHO um, understood uh, a little bit about uh, the Canadian society and the needs of the people around us, uh, we realized that what we were creating at nights NICE with a small team, that product actually has a bigger meaning um, and could be much, much, much more impactful for a lot of people. Uh, in our community. So um, that's how we transitioned in 2019. We completely pivoted, we closed the last iteration of Genies and we said, this is gonna be our focus. This combines our technology, knowledge, and passion, um, our need for impact and and making the the world around us at least a better place. Um, And and just the, the way that we wanna engage and motivate people around us to do this. So that's how it really came together. Uh, leaving Coho was a decision, a more logistical decision, because my oldest son uh, was accepted to a school here in BC, uh, and we always love BC with nature all around and, and better weather. So that was kind of the the decision to leave Coho. Yeah. So Genie's was already there.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Is there any? You guys have any other uh, questions before we get to lightning round questions? No, Steve, I think it's your turn. We've okay. never
1: we, we have really been um, monopolizing Libby's time throughout this whole conversation. So I think it's I your turn. I talk too much. I sometimes talk too no, much. No, I think it was okay. us. No.
0: <laughs> so I will jump in, though, for the lightning round questions. Just real quick questions to get to know Libby a little bit better. Okay, here we go. Okay. Lightning round questions. Street smarts or book smarts? street smart, snow or sun sun you cheated when you came to canada and went out there you should spend oh a little time God. for an ontario winter my my friend <laughs> uh zoom meeting or in-person meeting
2: in person
0: would you rather travel to the past or to the future
2: to the past
0: okay i need a follow-up there what, uh, why the past over the future out of curiosity?
2: I love the fact that it's unknown and I'm building it. So I don't want to know anything about the future. Uh, but sometimes you just have people that you want to reconnect with from the past.
0: What trait most defines who you are?
2: A trustworthy. Nice. Um, trustworthy and a hugger. <laughs> I like
0: that. Somebody called
2: really? me, oh, you're a hugger. I'm like, of course I'm a hugger.
0: <laughs> you must have struggled with the social distancing of the last couple of years, I guess, huh? Oh,
2: my God, yes. Oh, my God. I hugged a lot of people around me.
0: Uh, dinner party or a street party?
2: Ooh. Uh, both?
0: No, there's none of that.
2: Oh. <laughs> um, the Who's there? But... um. Probably street party.
0: Do you prefer social time or alone time? Social time. What non-existent job do you wish actually existed?
3: She's created that already. (laughs) You did.
0: (laughs) Good point.
2: Um, You know what? I think, um, so my retirement plan, and I'm just going to answer that uh, hopefully in a quick way. My retirement plan is to have a retreat uh, and... uh, sanctuary for animals and and dogs and so one of the jobs there would be um to have dogs help seniors and um dogs and cats have have help seniors and people that experience loneliness um in being alone so i think that's the next job that i'll be creating in the far 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 future
0: i like that what's your hidden talent
2: uh dancing it's probably not that hidden (laughs)
0: is there any particular kind of dancing or just your standard club dancing
2: yes it's a it might be a little bit embarrassing but um hip-hop dancing
1: oh nice
0: (laughs) i can't do any dancing so i'm impressed with anybody uh what is your favorite word in another language
2: um you both
0: and what language is that
2: it's russian it means love and it's actually my full name Oh, nice. but nice. nobody can pronounce it that's why it's sleepy
0: <laughs> okay a couple more would you rather sleep in late or take a long midday nap
2: um, sleeping late I'm not a morning person
0: at all and finally finish the phrase the way to my heart is
2: nature hiking
0: nature hiking Libby has survived the lightning round challenge. Congratulations. Very well
1: done. <laughs> yes. Well,
0: I was that nervous. was pretty fast
3: too. Steve <laughs> likes to ask follow-on questions. He's the one that
0: struggles to yeah. through I, I've, I've, I've wrecked quite a few lightning rounds. Uh, so I apologize <laughs> for that. I guess that will do it for today. Uh, you can learn about Genies at their website. Note the spelling. It's G-E-E-N-E-E-S. Genies.co. Libby, it was a treat to talk to you today. Thanks so much for being with us.
2: Thank you so much. Thanks for giving me the space and opportunity.
3: Thanks, Libby. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thanks to Libby Berenson for being with us today. And thank you, good listener, for being good company. We invite you to subscribe to the show so you're notified about new episodes. And until next time, we'll talk to you soon.